This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was directing, and our guest was Jake Hurwitz. Please enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And we are very lucky today to have one of the founders of HeadGum. Everybody knows him, so he needs no introduction. Mr. Jake Hurwitz. Hey, guys. What's up? But you introduced him anyway. Well, that was nice. That was a really was like, quick introduction. Sometimes when you guest on podcasts, people just like talk for four minutes, and you know, you're like, do I? Um, when do I? And then I, all you're forced to say is, hello. Yeah. Oh, that was great. That was a very clean, quick start right into it. I edit the podcast, and so I'm quick to learn when to just not do that anymore. Yeah, that's really and smart. And it's yep. when, you're, when you don't know what you're going to say next, you talk for a long time. That's, right. that's what oh, we specialize yeah. in, not knowing what to say next, so just vamping forever. Right. So we, we can just discuss this for the next yeah. 30 minutes. Podcast intros. <laughs> what can we're a podcast about podcast intros? <laughs> we could talk that about... might pod- be a popular podcast. <laughs> a podcast about how to have a podcast? Yes. Right. I always like, said that the most interesting stuff happens before a podcast and then everyone says okay okay let's save it for the podcast so that should be a podcast in and of itself called save it for the podcast nice where every episode ends with okay save it for the podcast podcasts are yeah you can name them really easily it's it's fun to come up with podcast it's surprisingly easy to come up with podcast names (laughs) we should do some kind of poll where it's like we just come up with five podcast names people vote for their favorite name and we just start from there make it and people will just listen yeah because it's fun to just say podcast names it really is once right. we get the headgum office we're like up and running we're just gonna have like a, a whiteboard dedicated just to names churning out i think we're just gonna have like a 40 minute window during lunch <laughs> when we all leave whoever wants to come in just records a podcast and reverse engineer a podcast out of the enough. name <laughs> yeah Exactly. We'll just make it. You named your podcast a very popular podcast, If I Were You. Right. Like four or five years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And it's an advice-giving podcast. Yeah, exactly. It seems like that's a natural title. Were there other – so what titles ended up sort of on the cutting room floor? Do you remember what like Um, the B and C options were? I think there was like If I Was You, but that's not grammatically correct. Mm. If if I'm You – if I'm you is one. If I'm you, because it's sort of like casual. So you were definitely like traveling a path and you finally found what you needed. If yeah, I, think I were, we're looking, you is nice and clean. We knew we wanted an advice podcast and we named the podcast based on the URL we could get. That's good. We knew that if I were you was the best name, but we were like debating changing it so we could get like the exact URL.com. Right. But we said fuck it and just went with if I were you show.com. Show. Oh, there we go. Real. Show. I yeah. mean, someone had Billy and Adam for our YouTube page. So now we're forced to be Billy and Adam TV. Ooh. Not Whoa. even TV, and it's and not it's, even TV. Who, what's on Billy and Adam's YouTube page? I don't know. You know, I think that there is like a soap opera duo. General Hospital. We get a lot of Google oh, alerts for General really? Hospital characters. Yeah. So it's a popular one. You can't take it down. Yeah. Because we had somebody had the HeadGum YouTube channel. Somebody just like had it, but uh, there was nothing on it. So we were able to talk to Google about switching it Can we over. just have that? Yeah, can we, we get got, that, We please? have friends in high places. Right. <laughs> exactly. BillyScafuri.com 
expired for a month. And when I went to buy it again, someone had already bought it. Which Same thing happened to my... Have you bought it back? No, I changed it to BillyScafuri.biz and I'm loving it. Yeah, that's a down... Feels I like a downgrade is an upgrade. The exact same yeah. thing happened to me. Someone bought jakehurwitz.com, turned it into a Chinese hair removal website. Mine was Chinese. I don't know if it was for hair. It was... Mine was all... I translated it. I did Google Translate. Sure. It was all about Chinese laser hair, hair removal. Was it a good service? I mean, did you, I, did you use it looked a little shady it? to me. I couldn't oh, find out where to get part. it. I it was just sort of like an advertisement for it in general. Yeah. <laughs> and this exists. <laughs> yeah. But now somebody else bought that, and they've turned it into I think just a page trolling me. Oh, nice! Because it's just like a link to everything that I've done, like Jake and Amir, the podcast, whatever. And then on the top, it's a little banner that says, "This domain is for sale, seven hundred ninety nine dollars." Seven hundred ninety nine dollars. I've been toying with the idea of buying. It back for like a year because I had I got jakehurwitz.net now you're not net. hating oh you. net yeah. is no fun no. I played with the idea of going billyscafuri.net but my stomach wouldn't let me and then I saw <laughs> dot biz you were and, like, the, and I was like yes dot biz works dot biz works way better jakehurwitz dot biz jakehurwitz dot biz yeah it's nice yeah that's pretty good how did you guys come up with the name for headgum uh, the name itself another instance of we just wanted something that we could own the URL yeah. Headgum. I actually came up with Headgum. There was this email between me and Mir and Marty, the third guy that started Headgum, and we had so many, so many suggestions. And I suggested Headgum, and then Amir and Marty both liked it. And I was like, all right, well, I hate that one. I don't, don't choose that. Why? You didn't trust and it because it was yeah, too easy? I lobbied against it because I was like, it's so dumb sounding. It's hard to say. Headgum. It sounds like head cum. Yes. I don't want to call it that. <laughs> no. But then I came around to it a second time because I was like, podcasts are minty freshness for your brain it's true and or like or bubblegum candy for your head it's nice head gum and i was like okay i can get back into it and companies new young companies want a word that doesn't exist but exists when you start saying it you know it's like spreaker Right, exactly. you know, it's like or it's just Spotify. like catchy, right? It meant, like it meant nothing until it was a website. Right. But headgum is sort of different because we didn't just make up a weird word; we right. just took two dumb words and put them together. <laughs> right, exactly. removed the space in between. So it's like, oh, everybody knows the word head, and everyone knows the word gum. Yes. They know how to spell them, so there you go. But in hearing you like justify it from like a marketing standpoint, or just like from a sort of like po- poetic standpoint, I mean, like, well, it's like bubblegum candy. That makes a, actually a lot of logical sense, right? And that justify that like validates it. And to you me. need to get that second sentence because when I was meeting people. But like just for laughs comedy festival i'm like oh yeah i started a, ne- a network called headgum they're just like what uh, yeah yeah oh. and i'm like give me one second and <laughs> one because yeah. i had the same reaction yeah. as that yeah well, uh, well we, people would ask us why our sketch comedy group is called harvard sailing team and there's no good there's no good reason well, that's a f- <laughs> i think i remember like first watching the harvard sailing the ducktales video is the first thing i ever saw oh we my god the gram- yeah and uh the funeral and I fucking I just loved Harvard Sailing Team based on the name alone because it sounds we it wear sounds sweaters prestigious. we wear sweaters and we don't curse <laughs> yeah. and we felt like the Harvard Sailing Team that's really I I love it because like heart, when you think about a Harvard Sailing Team you're like oh just like a bunch of strapping young Preppy, people in the yeah. prime of their lives <laughs> that's right and yeah. that's what you and that's not what you think about when you think improv sketch team <laughs> no you think of a bunch of schlubby anthrax t-shirts yeah exactly. pantera <laughs> pasty white guys coming out onto a stage clapping that probably will never have a prime of their life no. it just won't happen for them it yeah. happened really quick when they were like 12 and 13 that was they it. were like playing the best basketball of their lives at their bar mitzvah exactly and when they discovered Mr. Show that was the great time that was the prime of their life yeah <laughs> so you and Amir created and marty created headgum but that's not the only thing you and amir do you yeah. also are making 
videos and making web series and yeah. you have lonely and horny now out on vimeo yes and this true. is pretty awesome because this is like a kind of a big next step for you dudes yeah i mean it, it almost came full circle we started making the jake and amir videos mm -hmm. then we did the podcast then we stopped the videos did a podcast network and now back to the videos yeah back to where it all began and on vimeo too right which is the first place we ever hosted a jake and amir video oh that's hilarious yeah before college humor ever hosted one it was yeah. on vimeo. oh no kidding college humor wouldn't post jake and amir videos when we first started making them uh because I guess mostly because they weren't funny. Right. <laughs> uh, so we put them on Vimeo. And once we started like getting a little better at making videos, once they sort of like proved that they had an audience, right. College Humor uh, asked us to put them on College Humor, which we were down to do, put them on College Humor. And we left Vimeo. And now we're, yeah. now we're finally yeah. back. This is the perfect segue. So this is the No Joke Podcast. And in it, we do three acts where we talk about our history our current lives and our future lives with Ooh. a topic at hand. Mm -hmm. so you're really talking nice. about Jake and Amir videos, and we thought it'd be fun to talk to you today about directing. That's what I did for Lonely and Horny. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> you directed me as well. Yes. But oh, when that's, you, that's right, Bill. You were in one of the episodes. That's right. Yeah. Yes. In fact, when this episode comes out today, you can go to, what is the website where they can... Uh, where, series. where they can buy it yeah. it's vimeo.com slash lonely and horny and lonely and which we got not lonely and -uh, nor dot net you want the com let's yeah. be let's be clear you, oh you ideally do. you want the com i'm surprised lonely and was available Seriously. but it forwards now to vimeo.com slash lonely and horny okay. which is the only place you go to buy yeah. got it because yeah. lonely and feels like much of the internet that seems like well a lot of the I internet is much for of, it's all of humanity <laughs> that's right be real it, it Boils it down to our like. I really think our entire existence is loneliness and horniness. And that's, Be real. That Let's just it. talk about it. There's something elemental about that. But yeah. you and Amir were making videos what ten years ago? Uh yeah. I, shit. I think we did start about ten years ago. Right. And you were just posting them on Vimeo. And how were you guys actually doing it? Were you just like one camera, no editing? Was there yeah. a director? Were you inclined to direct those videos? I guess like. It, since it was just us, we were uh, camera ops. We were, right. we were the DP, the creator, you the director, around star, star, the editor. Case. We were everything because nobody else wanted to be involved. <laughs> That's how it always starts, man. Uh, but yeah, we, I think we just had one camera at first. Uh, and then once we realized, like, okay, we're really going to make these videos, Amir got a second camera. So right. he shot himself. I shot me. And then we uh, layered, layered the videos, chopped them up. We ran every... Every script we wrote was uh, sort of just an email to the other person. That's the best. And we just, when Harvard uh, Sailing Team started, Chris and I would, he lived in the city and I lived in Long Island. We would mail, hard copy mail scripts to one another so just Billy. because it was a little funnier to us. Yeah. yeah. It, feels, it feels so official. Yes. And we, exactly. And we didn't like, we weren't like planning on making a sketch comedy team. We were just trying to inspire each other out of college. And then that was just like, well, now we've mailed each other 14 times. Let's get some friends in a room and see if this is something. That's really fucking beautiful. Because before cool? I worked at College Humor, I, I did that with Jeff Rosenberg. Uh, not through the mail, because that's way too charming for anything. <laughs> We're much more but cynical we, than that. Yeah, We would just, like, on AIM, late night, writing scripts, like, uh, emailing each other these our first script we ever wrote was a pilot called First in Madison about a bunch of guys that went and lived in New York. And we had never lived in New York because First in Madison is <laughs> not, <laughs> not an intersection that exists. 
so we're like, oh yeah, these guys moved to an apartment on First and Madison. <laughs> oh god, like an alternate universe in New York City. I would love to be an Asian to New York who somehow got that script. <laughs> like, okay, first note, it should be, uh, <laughs> it's got to be a, a either across street of First Avenue or across street of Madison. And it sounds good, so let's yeah. just go with it. Don't fact check. <laughs> Those must be the two most important streets, First and Madison. Yeah, <laughs> it does sound yeah. good, but that really is like when you're just trying to get started and be inspired and think like maybe I could be a writer or a comedian it just takes those flurries of like who cares why we're doing it this yeah. is so fun just doing it and you just kind of chase that high right you just write the, you write the scripts and that's like kind of the, the exciting part because you've never even written a document that looks like that right before. and it feels cool just like, to look at the document words aside and just be like I made this thing yeah it, feels it looks like you, right just reformatting a word doc That'll feels do like it. you made it that yes. will do it I agree <laughs> This looks like a script. Right. I get it. Exactly. And so how would you guys, you and the Rosenbergs, you would like, uh, did they ever get made? Did you ever shoot something? Oh, God, no. We sent, we sent this script Because that's a to... big thing to share it. That's like a big step to Vulnerable. be like, this is worthy of other people. Well, exactly. Yeah. Jeff's, uh, Jeff, Jeff's cousin like, was an agent at William Morris at the time. And oh, that's almost like a burden. It's so funny. It's so funny to think about like how much it means to send your script to an agent now. Like I am mortified that like... At some point, Jeff, who's who's cut like who, I know this guy now, and he's a he's a great dude, right? Uh, but that we sent him right a fucking agent at William Morris. We sent him this like AIM uh, message, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Oh, had, I relate, dude. And he tore it apart. Sure, he was like, "This is yeah, you guys, <laughs> you just printed this off your AIM page." We straight yeah. up sent him a first draft. <laughs> yeah. I can relate so hard when I was interning at SNL. So I was a senior in college so maybe like 20 i was like really inspired to start taking writing seriously that didn't mean i was a good writer that just <laughs> yeah. meant i was taking, taking it, seriously. it seriously and the only people i was kind of around was my parents at the time so like that was my squad <laughs> and i wrote a movie about youths stealing chrome caps oh, and chrome caps um it turns out people don't know what that even means i don't know what that means so chrome caps this is something we used to do in long island when we were like 13 we'd go around and people would have flashy cars and on their tires they would put, instead of where the air goes in, they would take off the rubber cap and put on like, like a, nice a dice oh, yeah. or something chrome no, just right. to like yeah. bling the little spots. Yep. And then as rebellious 13-year-olds, we would run through the hospital parking lot and steal them. Hospital's the darkest part I didn't for me. Know, we did the exact same thing in my town, but we would steal them off of BMWs. Sure. They're still Ooh. just like the little plastic chrome caps. And like they were not any better than the ones that we had on our bikes, but, but we would switch them out and be like, we got these. Yeah, it was, BMW bikes. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same thrill of ring and run where you just hit someone's doorbell and run as fast as you can. Yeah. But I wrote Most a movie. Of the time people aren't even home. I, I, I know, yeah. but it's still terrifying. Yeah, it's like a summer afternoon. So I wrote a movie They're at the beach. about stealing chrome caps, and my parents were so proud of me that they went on vacation to Belize and met a film producer. Oh, God. Oh God. He had just made a movie with Johnny Depp, Jesus. and they, he had heard that I work at SNL. And he was looking for another project. And yeah. it was a comedy from this up-and-comer at SNL, Intern. Intern. <laughs> wow. um, he gets the script. And the script is probably 175 pages it's of insane. Microsoft Word. Do you think that closed Lengthy. doors for you? He calls me into his office. <laughs> he called you. And I'm probably wearing Jenkos. <laughs> and I am, and it's like a real office. It's like a real office. And they call me into the conference room. I don't know why I'm even there in the first place. Insane. We haven't talked about this. Am I in trouble? Yeah. Yes. Turns out, well, turns out I kind of was. So four people uh, come in, official looking people. I'm 20. Again, Jenkos. I've written a movie about Chromecast. 
trips. They all have notepads and pens. Insane. And they proceed to fire questions to me about like the custodian who doesn't speak English and all these characters who like make no sense. It's right. all. And when it was all said and done, the guy came in, they all exited and he was just like, you need a lot of work, but you know, keep going kid. Yeah, and he let wow. me leave, but he like, let me go through the whole process. That's of, a like, nice thing to do. For, it was a cool for... look, but it was one of those things where in it, I was like, why am, are they, am I punished yeah. right now? Like you guys you are teasing appreciate me. appreciate it now in retrospect. Yes. Yeah. But in the, but he like showed me, this is what the process will be like. So like, take your scripts more seriously. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. It was a good look though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. I wonder if that shaped you. Sometimes I wonder if like when people do those things where they impart like a life lesson, and I look back and I'm like, oh, I, I see know. what they were trying to do. But I don't think it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like, that week it did. Mm-hmm. You know one life lesson I learned in sixth grade? Um, somebody was called into the school principal's office over the megaphone. And it was someone who was Indian. And they had like a very long, complicated name. It should be nice. And it made me laugh because it was like a funny thing. And my teacher leaned into me and said, that's not funny. She's my cousin. And I immediately, she like just, or, or my niece or something where it was just like, don't laugh at people when you don't know that about them. And from then on, I've never laughed at someone's name before because that just scared me. Yeah. Scared you straight? Yeah. It's a weird thing to be like, don't laugh, that's my cousin. You should, like, don't laugh, that's a human. Right. <laughs> Maybe it was something, I was six. But it, I, was I think you have to it. like, I think when, when you're younger, you have, that's sort of like what you, the, uh, the, the le- there needs to be a level of closeness. And yet exactly. I was in a meeting maybe less than a year ago. And this guy made a joke about black people's hair across the desk from me. And I looked him square in the eyes and I said, my girlfriend's black. And wow. he got so uncomfortable. And I was just sitting there being like, Billy's winning. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's really great. And it's so and that was like, that that was that's the, the only thing that, he, that can make you feel bad. Like, oh, shit. It's like a black person's in the room. <laughs> yes. But like, you should just feel bad all, all the time. You should just have a moral compass. Yeah. yeah let's start there. Yeah. <laughs> I had... When I was in like tenth grade or something, my um, my English teacher was like, "I'm not going to be in tomorrow. You guys will have to substitute." And I was like, "Yay!" Trying to make a dumb joke, and he's like, "My friend killed himself." And Boom! I, and I was like, "That's not fair." Yeah, <laughs> entrapment, you, in, emotional yeah, entrapment. You let yes. me walk into Fate that. and switch. Yeah. So Fate I and switch. <laughs> there's sometimes when like people withhold some type of information and so you can be fair. punished. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, I still to this day, I'm like, I applauding was the right thing to do. Sorry for your loss, sir, but dick move. Yeah. Sorry for your loss, but dick move. Honestly, (laughs) that is the uh, first act. We will pick this up after we do another song about chicken. We've done multiple songs already about chicken. Many songs in our catalog refer to or are about chicken. And we misnomered a song previously. Mm. Um, This is Whole lot of Chicken. Oh, okay, great. This does feature the band Pearl and the Beard. Great band. Enjoy that. And we'll be right back. Cool. Douglas, Douglas, apple tree, have a wife, now let her be. Give me, give me what you got, I'm gonna make you what you're not. The song makes you want to eat a whole bunch of chicken. Pluck it out a bucket in the morning in the kitchen. Chicken when it's lunchtime, chicken when it's brunch time. Throw your hands up if you're a fan of chicken. I'm a fan of chicken, yeah, I'm a fan of chicken. This dude right here is a huge fan of chicken. I'm not being clear, it's me who wants the chicken. So if you're holding chicken, give it up, okay? Douglas, Douglas, sticky bun. I'm a wife and that's just fun. Give me, give me what I need. You know I got the banjo seed. Chick named Amanda, Kung Fu Panda. Didn't eat chicken, I couldn't stand her. I made demands, I took a stand. Cause I am a man and I made her eat chicken. 
She had a poultry allergy. I almost killed her. Now Amanda's mad at me. Her head is swollen. She looks like the letter B. So I'm a letter B. Let me eat my chicken. Douglas, Douglas, sticky bun. I'm a wife and that's just fine. Give me, give me what I need. You know what? Got the banjo seed. It's the letter that starts the whole word. H-I's what you say when you see that fat bird. C-K-E-N, that's just the main event. You're vegetarian, then I'm sorry. That's tough. Life is short, throw a chicken in the air. It's a celebration, the chicken doesn't care. The chicken isn't scared, the chicken ain't a chicken. The chicken's looking for a flame broiled ass kicking. Douglas, Douglas, have a green. I have a wife, she's so mean. Give me, give me slotted spoon. You know I want to make you swoon. How you like your chicken? Just clean it with a kick in it. Maybe some fire hot sauce you can dip with it. You hold that chicken like a boss, you be gripping it. You need a fork or just a stick, you can stick in it. I make chicken at my home. Take pictures of my phone Eat a rotisserie on my own Kill that chicken meat and Start on that chicken bone Like Nina Simone I'm defecating on your chicken phone Douglas, Douglas, sycamore Have a wife, but she's a bore Give me, give me what I crave You know I want to be It's a long way down. Mr. Chicken got to have a chicken. It's a long way down. Mr. Chicken got to have a chicken. It's a long way down. Mr. Chicken got to have a chicken. Welcome back to No Joke. That was Whole Lot of Chicken by Snakes featuring the music of Pearl and the Beard. We made that song uh, without Pearl and the Beard's consent. Definitely we straight up true. stole their song. Yeah, we took it. Remixed nice. it. Yeah. And cool. ju- then just started promoting it. <laughs> and, sample. and then we got fine. their blessing. That was big. Oh, Ex post facto. They heard it and they gave us their blessing and loved it, which was great. Because now we could actually... apologize then to ask for permission. All right. There said. you go. Exactly. What's that expression? So it's easier to apologize than to ask for permission. Love it. That's mm-hmm. a good way of going through high school. That's yeah. the way I live my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do it and we'll apologize later. Well, that's not unlike us. We've put out four albums and we one album was all TV theme songs remixed. It was that's called right. The Network Takeover. Oh yep. my God, that's great. And it's like a bunch of theme songs, the NBA and NBC, theme song Curb Enthusiasm, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, etc. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Where what in the World. A diverse yeah, mix. Yeah, all the, over the map, all over the pop cultural map. NBA and, and Carmen Sandiego. The yeah. dude who wrote the Carmen Sandiego song emailed us and said take that off your album and we kind of did and we'll leave it at that that's a little ridiculous i know yeah. dude it's like this is my art yeah dude. yeah buddy yeah. It's carmen right. san diego is still at large gentlemen <laughs> this is no laughing matter yeah. right. carmen san diego is my niece yeah. right so this is the second act of the No Joke podcast, and the topic is directing. We have Jake Hurwitz here with us. Um, before we get into Lonely and Horny, because that's kind of where we're at and where specifically where you're at right yeah, now. Yeah, that's my present. Mm-hmm. We want to remind the listeners at home that you can rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Please do. It goes a long way. We love to see that number go up, and we love to be put on lists. We love lists. You guys, and at, speaking as a guy who helped start a podcast network yes, i yeah. can tell you the only reason our podcast got popular is because people rated and subscribed so they're so really if you does are listening value. to this podcast and you like it and you want it to see it succeed it's so easy to give it a five-star rating we and really appreciate that yeah. you're right we've asked our listeners to write hyped 
just a nice big word just to let us know they're hyped. Yeah, We've and it also... doesn't have to be in all caps, but it can be. Yeah, in I mean, all it caps. should be. It if should... you're hyped, are you ever lowercase hyped? If you just like maybe just like wake up, I'm actually pretty like, hyped right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. really hyped. You got at least uppercase the H. I would think if you so, lowercase the... the, it's almost ironic. Hyped. Yeah, exactly. We're not looking for any ironic hype. No. no, I mean it's a straight up typo if you don't. <laughs> Sometimes true. you're so hyped that you're like, I don't, I can't be bothered with the caps with grammar. I got and I'm out. Send. Got it. I'd accept the lowercase hyped, but I will call. I'll call somebody out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yes, please do rate and review and leave hyped or leave uh, you know episode suggestions that you would like or any other piece of advice or non advice that you would have to offer. That's us. a good idea. If you have, if well, I mean, sorry, I'm fucking promoting your podcast now, but if you if people have um, a suggestion for an episode, that's please. like a great way to. You guys just go through and yeah. like, hey, I want to hear these dudes talk about chicken some yeah. more. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> we, well, we have received a couple. One uh, guy was a police officer who asked us to do a topic, the topic of police officers. Wow. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, but I think that takes a little – that's delicate, so you don't rush into that one. Yeah. yeah you should just really fuck them over. Like, all right, the topic is pigs today. <laughs> yeah, so that's what Here we, we go. want to Here we go. NWA's fuck the police. Coming up first. <laughs> um, totally but, missed the point. But it's the second act of the No Joke podcast, and we're talking about our current lives. And Jake's current life is that he just directed an entire series that's yeah. so sick dude thank you congratulations yeah. Thanks, and this guys. is sort of your first foray into directing on this scale yeah 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 this was a huge huge leap from any yeah. directing quote-unquote that i had done before because before it was like me and amir were both directing and also our camera ops john and john carlo were directing mm-hmm. and also everything we did was shot reverse shot over a desk so there's not really a lot of directing right. it's coverage yeah right a little tighter on my face Okay, good. good. But a lot of the... And like, th- were you shaking when I said that line? Because if you were, we have to redo Do it, it. Without the shaking. That's all we got. But a lot of the initial responses that I've seen and reviews that I've seen talk about the direction in the cinematography and that yeah, the jokes just, are there because we know Jake and Amir are funny, but that it's elevated. This whole thing is elevated. And that feels that's elevated. awesome for you to hear, I assume. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it is really... Because that directing, I guess I knew that I thought the scripts were funny and I knew like I would be able to act because I wrote the words and it's a character that I'm really comfortable playing, straight man to a mirror. Yep. So the only thing, that, the only aspect in this where I left my comfort zone was to direct. Right. Yeah. So that's probably what I was like the most scared of getting the feedback about. Yeah. yeah. But people so far, uh, they've been positive. But that's the best part, I think, of any like sort of next endeavor is to like take one aspect and be like, well, I've never done that before and I'm scared, so I should. Yeah. Yeah. And but, I think that was a natural thing for me and Amir because I knew the next thing that we did is was going to have to focus more on him because uh, we were we wanted to send this character that we had created out into the world. Yeah. So if I'm not going to be involved in on screen, then I have to be involved mm off of it and right. I, and also I, I just thought about this character so much right you and I know, had like you these, know this character as well ideas. as I'm Amir and better than everyone else yes. really and I was I guess that's directing I was like oh I have ideas for the way I want this to look oh <laughs> Oh, so I'll do – so I'll direct it. Isn't that funny? And I think that's true of a lot of, like, our friends who are, like, makers and have made, like, sh- videos and, like, kind of, like, online Funny or Die college humor type videos that the next step of them thinking, like, well, I can't shoot a short film. You actually can. You've yeah. been thinking like a, like a screenwriter and filmmaker right. for years. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just actually doing it and just putting a team around it. It's you. true. And a lot of – I think the director – the way people view directors are these, like – tortured geniuses that know exactly what they want and they can't be bothered so you're like oh if i don't if i'm not burning inside to be a director then i can't really i probably shouldn't be one right right but the truth is that it's if you have an idea of the way you want something to look and you 
believe in a project, it makes a lot of sense for you to be a director because you're, you might not be like super type A, super um, alpha male or right. whatever. But Hyper micromanagerial and yeah, controlling. Right. And you think that's what directing is. Yeah. Like, oh, no, if I care a lot about something, then maybe I should be in charge of the way it looks. Yeah. And, <laughs> and sometimes directing is just being really organized, too. You know, just like a good director works in pre-production a lot yeah. and knows what shots they're going to get and has already thought through the whole thing right. so that now it's just hit and record on what we've been seeing, you know? Yeah, I think My, the worst thing about being direct, the hardest thing that you can deal with is like when somebody asks you a question and you haven't thought about it yet right because you're like you don't want to say i don't know that's when you look you to your wanna... cinematographer and you're like what do you think yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what does Giancarlo think yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh let's my gut's telling me this let me let's confirm with bobby bobby you do you agree or okay all right yeah so you said something different so i'm gonna say yeah I, bobby is right all right <laughs> uh yeah bobby said something so bobby's right yeah, yeah. bobby bobby gets it what does your team think bobby yeah <laughs> but you're right just the naming of yourself it's like oh i guess i am a director but it's like the it's the labeling of oneself that makes you feel vulnerable i think i yeah. am jake Hurwitz, the director of this thing right makes you feel shaky or something you say <laughs> director you're like it's like you are saying i want to be the boss yeah and I've never, ever said that in right. any situation. Nor do I necessarily want to embody that publicly. No. Maybe I do want to be the boss, but I don't want to be the guy who just like puffs his chest out right. and says I want to be the yeah, boss. Yeah, I've never had an interest in being in charge. Mm. I have, I've always had an interest in being autonomous. Just like nobody can tell me what to do, but that's cool because I don't want to tell anybody else what to do. Just yeah. let me be my thing over You've here. You've really yeah. achieved that in a very unique way. Well, that's what with Jake what you do with was. Head, yeah. Right. Like, but even with HeadGum, too. Oh, it's yeah. like you've, you've <laughs> provided this thing where you do kind of lord over all of these shows because it's your responsibility right. and you've taken that on. We help but you're them. ridiculously hands-off and you just, I mean, at least from our perspective, you just kind of... Almost too much, actually. We could <laughs> use some... Uh, right. Good job, <laughs> Way to bring around mics yeah. today. Like, someone was carrying your couch out of the studio earlier. We're being robbed. Right. Right. How uh, how intense was the production on it? You shot how many days? Because you have what ten episodes coming? Or? Yeah, the, wow. pr pr the production was intense actually because we didn't have a huge budget, so we didn't have a lot of time. So we shot like eight or nine pages a day. Wow. We shot wow. ten days over the course of like eleven days. So we had like one day off or something like that. It was yep. like maybe it was four days on, one day mm -hmm. off, six days on, or something like that. That's mm -hmm. intense. And it was super intense. And there was a lot of days where we had like time constraints, like we have to be into this place by nine and right. out of this place by nine. But that doesn't mean that you're shooting the entire time because you need like an hour and a half to load out yep. you have to feed everyone breakfast and set the lights in the morning. So right. when people are there saying the words, you, you got that, so much less time than you think. That yes. frame of mind for a director, it's like you have to chunk, like you said, chunk out all that time that's like for other things. And then you have these like 45 minute windows where yeah. it's like, this is why we're here, you Dude. know? And it's so, th those moments just have to work. Yeah. And, and just, I think being a director too, like, like it made me so much more aware of like the scope of anything because as an actor and sort of like half directing Jake and Amir, we had, you know, we had a producer, we had a call time, we were talent, we showed up an hour and a half after everybody had gotten The there. lights were set up. We Please. sat in like, yeah, like uh, and PA who like talent. sat in our, Nonsense. yeah, we like, exactly. <laughs> Nonsense. We sit down, we sit down, said the words, got up, left as they cleaned. They should call us clowns. And they Not should. Not talent. They, I think they the do. The clowns are here. Oh, yeah, try, yeah. there, I mean, that was another little peek onto the other side. The way like that a, that a crew and like the entire team like thinks the dynamic actor. it's not the way actors think about themselves <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> oh team crew but hashtag I, team crew but every, i mean everybody's important but it is like everyone is so focused on their bubble and as the director and i think as a producer too you see like 
just how much everything needs to work together and mm-hmm. like the and just right. we had so many people that were really good not egomaniacs on our team right so everything was yeah i was seamless. lucky enough to be in an episode and you guys had what we've talked about before and something that i like is a small gorilla committed team that can do anything mm. yeah they could just simply it's like what do we need to do it's the 10 of us let's just do it mm-hmm. and you guys hammered on production and from an actor standpoint what i like is when i see that this is in control and that they're not figuring things out on the fly and that my time is being respected Mm. and you guys and this is what when i direct i'm the same way as i liked watching you do it too when you knew you had the shot that was that like right. the, what's not burden the editor with this. six takes of this when we already it know is. that was literally the one we want well, let's we, keep that, it moving working with you uh, I guess specifically we worked with a lot of like comedians and improvisers mm-hmm. but you knew exactly like what you did like one line to the script and then we had a little bit of fun and it was if it was good we would just look at each other and be like oh right. What more do we need? Right. Move on. I think right. that was it. Like, all right, we're not going to do it any funnier than that. And right. when you're shooting like, 10, 11, 10 out of 11 days and your crew is going to get burnt out, you need to pick those little moments where it's like, this is for not just like right. me. This is for everybody for the sake of keeping it moving, Dude, staying inspired, get, believe in I, me. I would get very, very nitpicky sometimes. Pick your but spots. like you have to, yeah, exactly. If spots. I didn't, if I got nitpicky over everything, people would just start to be like, well, fuck this right. guy. Right, right, right. I wonder if like, and this is just, I am asking myself, but I wonder if like, the sort of uh, internet and the sort of DIY-ness of content these days has almost changed the sort of demeanor of what like a director means. Because I agree with you. It's like there's this archetypal Kubrick, Spielberg, Orson Welles director that's a megalomaniac, hyper-controlling. But I think you're describing what is like this sort of director 2.0 like of the 21st century, which is like collaborative, taking uh, advice from your DP, Bob, because of course you would. And like much more open to collaboration and not feeling so precious. Well, the exclusivity of being a director back then when like everything was shot on film and it yeah. was like the, the studio made four movies it's like you almost needed like that celebrity egomaniac or not needed but it just seemed like of course you would need a story on every position or a person with you know that's right whereas now like you said with the diy nature of yeah. it it's like more normals are allowed to play yeah, we're also millennials more. are a, i think we're a more sensitive empathetic generation too like i would never tell somebody like hey fuck that we're doing it my way right right i would and it, we and are there a very were collaborative generation. I was like, right. I, in my head, I'm like, well, fuck that. We're going to do it my way. But, but I would sit down that. and I'd be like, uh, all right, well, I understand where you're coming from. And oftentimes when you start a sentence with, I understand that you, and like you actually try to think about what somebody wants. You disarm wants, them immediately. Then, then you're like, oh, now I actually see it <laughs> now from you, your perspective. Right. Real empathy. So like I would say to our script supervisor, I understand that you are just trying to get everything to cut together. Uh, and then I would say, but, and then I'd be like, oh, never mind. <laughs> you, you wanted everything to match. Got it. Thanks. So, <laughs> yeah. I'll actually just take that note back to the actor. <laughs> Got it. Because <laughs> so often I would yeah. just be like, well, fucking shut up. We're going to, we're, we're either going to choose this take or the other take. Right. And then I was like, well, wait. Maybe he should always hold the glass in his hand. Listen first. <laughs> yeah. um, you had great crew. You also had great cinematography, obviously. You also yeah. had great music. Yes. Truly um, great music. In the, in the... Is it one band that has kind of covered the oh, wow. first yeah. few episodes? So this band, Lucius, uh, who, when we started making this, we're like, we want it to sound good. Because actually, something that I learned on the Jake and Amir pilot, we had no uh, composer budget. Right. Mm. So we're using like, free royalty free music mm-hmm. uh weird stock stuff exactly yeah and it it did it did not work <laughs> there's no like, like authenticity to it it's yeah. just so stock literally yeah, yeah. for real yeah. doesn't so get emotional like, so even as we were like 
budgeting this out, like talking to the producers before we had done anything. I was like, set aside a composer budget. Like we, I want this thing to be like scored. Yeah. And as we like, were hiring the, this composer or whatever, they're like, well, send us some tracks that you, that you really like that we can like sort of try to Mm -hmm. have this guy match. We sent him a couple songs, but like two of them were from Lucius Mm. and he gave us back something. We're like, Oh, this is all right. And then meanwhile, like Amir has a friend that's in Lucius start there. We reached out. We were like, would you let us use one of your songs? I don't know how the fuck it happened, but we got so lucky that we just got their entire catalog. Album. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So this whole entire album. Hey, it's a good look amazing. for both parties. This is something not... that we were like hoping to use for like to have the composer copy. Mimic that. We actually just got it. The genuine article. Yeah. It, it was, it's amazing. And, and what it is feels the name? like, sorry. Oh no. It, it's, I'm just saying it feels like that, uh, this band, it feels like they were built for lonely right. morning. Yeah. Like this project is. I don't know. There's very atmospheric shots. There's like very like uh, the sincere moments are really brought out when the yeah. music kind of crescendos. It really works hand in it's hand. It's like sad and sexy at Which the same is what time. you really Yeah, the vulnerable moments of Ruby get uh it's perfect. It's a perfect accompaniment. Just the wake up and Tinder swipe. Just like the wake up to like oh, sun man. up to sundown Tinder swipe is it's so a, real and, and good. I've been like listening to this album for years before I even thought that we would be able to I can't believe I shot something that matched even a little cool. bit how good this album is. Well, congratulations It matches to you. so perfectly, Jake. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, the band is Lucius. Lucius. And, and the album is called Wilda Woman, I believe. And they have a new album. Oh, shit. I forget what their new album is called. It's um, We'll look it up maybe when we played the title track from Lonely and Horny. Wilda Woman is idea. amazing. Like Wilda Beast, yeah. but Wilda Woman. Yeah, Wilda Woman. Love that. It's so good. Love it's that. so good. <laughs> okay, great. Do you know the title track's name? Uh, well, there's Wilda Woman, which is the very first song you hear okay. in the pilot. But the the track that like we really feel like embodies the series mm-hmm. is how loud your heart gets. So which we is will... like another name we could have called. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Beautiful. Uh, so I'm this the only is... one that like I know how loud your heart your heart gets because I'm a million miles away, but I can hear you. Oh my god, it feels heartbreaking. So... It's lonely. <laughs> yeah. It's so lonely. And horny. Grab yeah. a tissue. This is how loud your heart gets. How loud your heart gets by Lucius. Pretty girl. 
was How Loud Your Heart Gets by Lucius, uh, which is one of the songs featured in Lonely and Horny, the series on Vimeo that Jake and Amir made, which is so fantastic. Yeah, and that, Billy, you. you play a sort of a, a version of yourself, like a buff sort of workout dude. I yeah, think is we, right, right? Uh, we asked Billy if he might be able to play a guy who went to the gym. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real stretch for you, Bill. Your yeah. arms look fucking dope in this. I don't know. Yes. If you, you've, have you seen any? Uh, you I haven't, haven't seen, seen anything. We'll show, I'll show you your episode after we're done here. Exciting. Uh, your arms look fucking <laughs> 
height. This I don't even great. understand. Like you have five different angles in your bicep. Great. This is just great. Yeah. I always thought biceps were like a Popeye thing where it's just like pfft, right. uh, a little a hump right here. Right. But you've got like triangles. Yeah. It's made up of diamonds. Well, we exactly. were talking about this last episode, Jake. One of my goals in the next few months is to, and I've actually texted you to see if you have any connects at the show, <laughs> oh, American Ninja Warrior. That's true. Billy Wallace. <laughs> we're encouraging our fans to hashtag Billy for American Ninja Warrior because I, that's how things get done in America. Yeah, yeah, dude, you could definitely do that because I don't know if Billy's ever told you about his trips to the climbing gym. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I've heard, I've heard about we're them. Like, yeah. uh, the climbing gym is filled with like the, just like gangly yeah. men and women who like Go up these rocks and like, and grabbing these tiny little handles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've been doing this for years and years. Yeah. They've got it all down to a science. It's and finesse then, and it's accuracy. And like yes. their worst nightmare is that Billy comes in <laughs> day one and just climbs like. <laughs> The hardest roots using brute strength, <laughs> no form. Yeah, that's the thing. The well, climbers I, are like, "This is what we were." God forbid of. you learn form, because then you would be better than everybody in like two weeks. No form, yeah. though. I remember that after the first time I climbed with Jake, the second time he's like, "I don't think there's anything I can teach you." But Jake scampers. He literally can scamper up these mountains where I come down with like bloodied hands yeah. and, and just brute oh, ass force. So fucking cool. You just take a sledgehammer to the wall. Everybody else is sort of like taking a little chisel. It's like ding ding. Okay, oh, I've worked this out. And you're, you're just like, no, skip this, skip this, <laughs> leap to here. Be I've done, done it. eat about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've done it. My friends in Long Island have never been more proud to hear something <laughs> who listen to this podcast. Um, this is the third act of the No Joke Podcast. And in this act, we'd like to talk about our future on the topic. Today's topic is directing. That's right. And we were a little bit curious as to why you didn't, that you guys are releasing two episodes a week of the series. And there are yeah. 10 episodes total. Right. But the question, like, why you wouldn't just sort of binge release it as is the sort of you know the, the, the trend of the time yeah uh, i wish i could take credit for thinking <laughs> of it but it was i think that's just what vimeo sort of wanted to do mm-hmm. but as you know, as i've been thinking about it because at first i was like well they should all come out at once i want yeah. it to that's how people do it now the immediacy of right. it all <laughs> and the one thing i didn't want is that i didn't want one episode a week like jake and amir i wanted it to be su- like slightly new yep so i think it's cool that they're doing two a week and it, uh, and we talked about it being a like a this, I have a Pringle metaphor. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. So you eat an entire sleeve of Pringles and you feel sick. That's like the House of Cards. That's like the all the episodes at once. That's a binge Pringle. Yeah, you know, you don't feel it tastes really good, but it doesn't feel good afterward. Right, right. And then, but you also don't want a single Pringle a day. That's like the. Frankly, I want two Pringles every Friday. Honestly, you want to stack. You want to stack <laughs> the Pringles. You want. Because if if you're doing just one Pringle, that's OJ. On that's it's tough. That's it's, not it's not enough. Leave me wanting more. No, thank you. You can't wait week to week, to, especially when the content's I mean nine minutes long. So that's, right, not that I'm comparing myself to the OJ show. Let's remember that uh, <laughs> Amir just prematurely comes in these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's there's something nice about having a little stack of Pringles. Yes, I think that's and they're what amount. nine minutes long or so each. Yeah, so every week it's basically like sixteen to twenty minutes of content, which is more. Or less an episode of television yeah feels just two different stories and i think it also it would like you were saying adam it would have been sad to just like work on these things for or maybe you said it but so to work on these things for so long and then you just like release them into the ether right and they just get gobbled up and yeah. shat out in a day I, we're being a little bit precious about them like i i like that each one each two episodes gets you know slightly more focus and analyzation right yeah so it's we talk about the future in this do you think that directing is something that you would want to do and this is going to be a little, I don't know, 
outside of Jake and Amir? Like, would you want to like direct television shows as well? I honestly, I because that's a leap for people who have always made content for themselves, myself mm-hmm, included. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a little bit of it's something I really have to think about because I love directing this. I'm not sure how much. I would love directing something I didn't create. Mm. Like, I don't know if I could get a script and be like, I can bring this to life. Right. I know the choices to make here. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I did develop like a philosophy about directing while I was on set. Like when I started, I was like, this will just be fun. I want to be in charge of the way it looks. And as I was doing it, I was like, oh, I think directing should have, it should be filled with empathy. I should be thinking about everybody on set and like checking in with everyone and like make this team feel like a family. And like that might go back to what you said about everybody working hard. Yeah. I was never writing anybody. I just made sure everyone cared about the project, made sure their voices were heard. And when you do that, people feel so much more empowered. People like that is such a great brother. That is amazing, Jake. Preach. That's like we should all work for someone with that mentality. That <laughs> well, is also the mentality of an executive producer. Of someone who is just the like the general manager of a basketball team who right. says that I'm going to build out a team for each project that I know will work really well together and each one who's like really dedicated to their right. cause. Create a dream, dream Create a dream team yeah. and find, let them run. Find smart people and care about them. Actually care about them. Yeah, that's yeah, a really yeah. nice that's like that's a life philosophy that goes beyond the scope of directing so and far producing beyond. too. Yeah. It's just like on a humanity level. Yeah, I think I've always and people should always believe in the best in people and those people usually rise to the occasion. I think people I either agree. grow or shrink based on your expectations. I so agree. if you're like, you're going to do a great job, they're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do a great job. That's right. Or if you're like uh, second guessing every move that they make, they're like, fuck this and they totally. don't care about you. Right. And there's always that person, like a friend or anyone who you just like bring on last second and they're the one that you're like have the most fun with on set. You know, because like <laughs> whenever there's not that expectation of like, well, they're the top line like artists, they have to like bring it. Right. It's like, it's just a treat anything you bring. Yeah. You know, that's true. And to your point, it's like we don't, it, a director doesn't need to be so sort of myopic and stubborn. It's like you were saying about the headgum title. You came up with the idea and then you instantly sort of hated it. But it, that's right. okay because like the best idea rises to the surface and you were able to sort of subvert your ego enough to be like, right. okay, I guess headgum is the best sort of random collection of syllables that would represent this yeah thing. exactly at the end of the day we're all artists and we like second guess our <laughs> shit all the time yeah. ever so and what makes i don't know it just makes it so much easier when people are open and collaborative and like don't shoot down your idea even when they don't like it yep but to that know, was a you... tenant in harvard sailing team rehearsals it was uh it was always such an open just conversation and we explore if someone tossed something out we would just explore it and it would sometimes yeah. be horrible and that horrible idea would be the suddenly so funny we had to do it on the show yeah. See, that's fucking beautiful and i remember when you and i were writers on punk <laughs> yes was the exact opposite experience the first time i pitched anything i remember it came from like i was in college humor right and uh when i pitched Every bad idea was written down and explored for a few minutes. Acknowledged. At least. Yeah. And for, like first thing I said at Punked, the executive producer was just like, no. Oh, <laughs> Sometimes he would God. interrupt mid-pitch and be like, no. <laughs> it's just not. the Like, does anybody. Does Who any, benefits real from mood that killer. attitude? Yeah. yeah. Nobody grows. Lose your ego situation. in collaboration is the it's, lesson there. Like, check your ego actually, at the door and keep an open mind. A little, Better a things little will... flower bud. Right. And, like, do you give it a little bit of water, a little bit of sunlight? Nurture. Or do you just you clip? No. Grow. <laughs> just squash. Grow. <laughs> just grow. Hey, you're not blooming now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I think that Adam and I both have, we have a lot of 
uh, history producing together as well. And we have the same tenants as you because who wants to operate in a place and same goes for directing. Who wants to operate in a place where you're unhappy out the gate or that you're in an environment that already feels like you're walking on glass. It's like when dealing with art, you need to be so sensitive to everyone around you. And you know, it helps that you guys are happy, friendly, caring people before you make any art. Like it just knowing you, Dudes from hanging out watching basketball, you guys are kind and friendly. Right. So when you make something, it'd be weird if you got it said and you were like, all right, all business. <laughs> this is showbiz house. Hey, yeah. no friends, no friends, <laughs> no friends on set. We're getting it done. <laughs> no friends on set. That's the Billy and Adam way. <laughs> yeah. But when an artistic persona is sort of when it is sort of surprising to like know someone in life and then see them sort of at quote unquote work and you're like, oh, what is this side of you? Right. Yeah. Like, and, and I feel like uh, there's. To your point, and I admire this about you, Jake, is that there seems to be an authenticity and a sincerity in you that your life self <laughs> seems to be – and your life philosophy seems to carry, like you said, very easily over into directing and your artistry. The same thing with you guys. Thing. Well, I would love to be directed by either of you someday yeah. if you would ever cast me in one of your projects. One time I wrote honored. a – remember when I wrote a screenplay and I had a reading of it and oh, you were one of the characters. That's right. That's and right. that was like the first time that we ever read something of one another's and that was great. That was so fun. That was we really fun. Do more shit like that. Yeah. And you know what? We should like – Promoted on the podcast too. We can get a bunch of people in that room. Do a live reading. Do live reading. Yeah, that's super fun. We've all got scripts that we haven't made. We should do live readings. True. We should do a no joke episode where we read a couple scripts that we haven't made. Authentically good idea. Authentically good idea. If you got one, we should do it. (laughs) I would do that. That's a great idea. That's a very. And I totally understand your reluctance, Jake, to be like, well, I'm not sure if I want to go and if I want to like work in a team of people that I don't already know, because like you're saying, it's like you don't know. The punk experience being one, it's like you're not sure once you like put yourself out into the big bad world outside of the comforts of a mirror and your friends that you know and you yeah. already know their demeanors, if everyone is going to be cool, that's <laughs> if everyone's going to be chill yeah. about this, like there's no guarantee. Dude, that's really true. I think there's something nice about the set that we created and it was like – it was beautiful. I don't know if it happens more than once. Yeah, right. It was a place Time where we place. all – like we felt – safe we were all like family harvard and- sailing team made a pilot for abc family and it was about a month of pre-production with you know we hired our line producer who became our dad you know and then you go and you shoot it for a week and then you look around you're like everyone's so happy and so content and if this thing doesn't get picked up it just flitters away yeah. and even if it does get picked up the momentum is you guys gone had a for happy six content months. set yeah oh so come on dude it's it was hard. Like the happiest People- we were very happy we yeah. had a nude scene where nine of us were basically nude and we were okay with it yeah that's, that's great men and yeah. women it was pretty to create awesome. that safe environment. I guess that is true. It's like the GM of a sports team or like the coach. It's like a ra- finding the right smart people and nurturing their growth as opposed to ripping it out from the stems. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I would – I'd be open to directing stuff in the future. But it would be yeah. really hard if I wasn't – if I was like the last piece of a puzzle and I like came onto it. It's like going to a new school. Right. And like everybody might be cool but right. also I might feel really uncomfortable. And I don't know if I shine in those situations. Be real. Yeah. I'm not one of the people that like comes – to a party and is instantly like, let's do it. But right. I think if I start at the party, if right. I start at the party, if I'm right. the second one there and everybody else comes, then I sort of feel like it's my party a little bit and I get a little, I get a little excited. Then I can be the life of the party. Exactly. You're going to come back on the No Joke podcast and the topic's going to be executive producer. <laughs> yeah, because you are built for it, yeah. my boy. Um, that was, however, the directing episode of this, the No Joke podcast. You guys have a really fun podcast. I like it a lot. Jake, thanks for doing it, man. We like you a lot, dude. Um, thanks for doing your own podcast that we do. Once again, let them know where they can find Lonely and Horny on Vimeo. Vimeo.com slash lonely and horny. That's the that's the be all end all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Check that one out. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd watch the trailer there. You might be able to watch the 
I'm not. I'm only going to promote one thing. There you go. Vimeo.com slash lonely and horny. Sweet. Otherwise, go to jakehurwitz.net. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, no, jakehurwitz.com. I think we all need the Asian, uh, Asian, Asian hair removal. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that's smart. That's right. Well, once again, this is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And we are very lucky to have Jake Hurwitz in the studio today. We will talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>